In eons long past, a dangerous lich threatened the safety of the land. Except for one day, when a party of bumbling fools managed to catch him off guard and end him. But not completely. Now, it is up to his disgruntled magical items, once adventurers themselves, to finish the job. This is the Lich's Horde. The, the cultists tell him that they are going to uh, that they need to to do it at the, the there's a there's a wizard's tower that's built on a ley line and so they need to they need to do it at the the top level of the this wizard's tower that is uh, a little bit outside of town and so the cultists and the pit fiend go you know walk through the these underground tunnels and can i tempt can i tempt my pit fiend uh friend while to do something while they're journeying yes hey hey uh hey hey yes. Jer- jedrick 2.0 um my voice is a little tired so i'm going back to back to how i normally speak i hope this isn't too much of a shock i know this wasn't how i introduced myself to you anyways we're getting off topic um Hey, dude, like, your reading comprehension skills are just, like, really solid from all the contract negotiation you've had to do down in hell. You should start memorizing the ritual book while you're traveling, right? This will be a good way to pass some time, and you'll increase your knowledge base. You'll make yourself more valuable when you get back to hell. You'll get a promotion. This is just something that you should really do. You'll get a promotion. (laughs) So, I am an excellent reader. And he he opens the book, and he's, he's doing that thing where somebody has a book open in front of them and they're like slowly shuffling along, like walking while reading at the same time and just try not to trip while looking with their peripheral vision. <laughs> yeah. Wait, where's he going right now? He and the cultists are, are walking. They're now out, out of the tunnels and they're walking through the woods towards a wizard's tower. That's, that's some distance the outside this, this. Yes. Outside of this town. Hey, Carl, I have a question. Uh, y- yeah. Are you a Horcrux? <laughs> I don't. What? That's crazy. That's a yes. <laughs> a little, a little peek behind the curtain for you guys. I did not write into this game any sort of skill check for like detect motive or anything like that. So I decided it, my my way of countering that is to just make it so you guys never need to roll. <laughs> Detect motive. <laughs> I love it. Uh, oh, uh, Horcrux. That's that's honestly that's rude. I'm a fa- Are you a Horcrux? I mean, he who smelt it dealt it. Everybody, I figured out wow. the Horcrux. It's the poniard. I mean, that's why he has the ruby on his hilt. I'm not even the smelly one, guys. Man. It's clear that he's <laughs> the Horcrux. <laughs> no. Not all smells. He, he who denied it supplied it. <laughs> I will say that you reek of bull manure. You know, if you think about it, on a, on a certain level, all of us are items with someone's soul in them. 
We're all kind of a horcrux for someone. I'm a horcrux for... Oh gosh, I forgot my name. <laughs> oh, jeez, it's been forever. Um, the three of you, having an innate ability to sense life nearby, you can, you can tell that there are intelligent beings in the woods watching this procession of cultists walk through the woods. You can... You can tell that the you can detect the presence of some creatures there that the cultists haven't detected, that are staying quiet, you know, to to make sure that they don't bring the wrath of these cultists down on them. In fact, they these creatures feel pretty, you know, they feel pretty tough, pretty strong. Uh, not not pit fiend strong, but but uh, you know, pretty big, pretty sturdy. I think. It is time to try and make the cultist fear. Uh, to feel fear for not just, you know, the the, the possibilities of, of being attacked, but also just fear for the possible, the, the potential, the potential outcomes of bringing a lich back to life um, and how that might fare on their own well-being. And with this fear, because the the diadem is still with the cultist, right? Yes, indeed. And the diadem, I'm assuming, is required for this ritual. Mm-hmm. So, I uh, I think I'm gonna try and get this cultist to fear so much to the point of just like trying to dip away from this procession. <laughs> okay. So this. I, I'm gonna say at the same moment as you're doing this, just just as you can hear Carl's commands, he can hear yours. So he's at the same time saying, "Well, think of think of the power and the wealth you'll gain. Uh, Actor will uh, he'll 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 reward you. You know, he'll he'll make you his his right hand man. You can practically rule. And so this is gonna be another one of those tempting contests where." you guys get to both roll and see who's going to get to do this command. I would like to uh, accompany my um, my instinct with the um, with the metallic smell of blood and who knows whose it is. Is it his? Is it Akator's? Who knows? But this probably probably not a safe thing to be around. Indeed, indeed. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and you roll Jeremy, this time without the minus one, um, but you're going to roll versus Carl's roll. So can can you roll another d6 for me? Of course I can. Uh, hey, uh, what'd you get? I rolled a one. Carl rolled a six. So the... It doesn't matter what I rolled. <laughs> the cultist, he has a moment of smell. He smells the blood and... His heart starts pounding and he, he looks for a chance to run away, but then his mind is filled with thoughts of riches and power and he, he steals himself and continues walking. So you guys are in a bit of a tricky place right now, right? You Two of you are being held by the same being who's also holding a, uh, a magic item that is kind of counter-tempting. So you have some options. You can try to make sure that you get picked up by somebody else. Uh, there's also Trent who's in a situation where it's like, is that a good situation or a bad situation to have him, you know, there being able to tempt the strongest guy, but also kind of having a, kind of being locked into being held by the strongest guy who is very strongly directed towards helping this ritual happen. Am I still supposed to be rolling a D uh, four, by the way? What? Now that I'm in the, with the cultist, because you're supposed to roll the strongest thing you have rolled. And I believe 
that is going to be still a D4. Because he rolls a D... So I'm still rolling base. Because when you helped him with a roll, he was rolling a D6. Because he, was, he wasn't rolling his... 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 His best stat. Got it. Which is... Um, Wizardry. <laughs> charisma, actually. <laughs> so, sorry, Trent. <laughs> oh. War, warlocks, you know, they, they use uh, charisma for their spellcasting. Touche, touche. So, all right. You can feel the presence of, of creatures in the woods beside you. If you want to do something else on the way, you can, or you can wait until these cultists arrive at the wizard's tower to, to try to to try to do something else. You say these uh, these creatures in the woods feel strong? They feel strong. Not not pit fiend strong, but strong. There is only one pit fiend. Indeed. Oh, I am. I don't like being with Carl because Carl has a better die than I do. Yeah, I feel super weak. <laughs> yeah. So I think I will risk it all and betray this cultist. Uh oh, he's risking it. So, I don't know. I don't know much about these uh, these people watching, but I know that they are interested in us. Um, I think I would like to. Uh, it's it's hard without knowing who they are, but I think I want to make them feel the evil that is happening here and I want to make them feel a strong need to a strong instinct to stop it and to take the uh, the role of preventing whatever evil is going to happen remember you can see through the eyes of who's holding you so you could I mean you'd be sacrificing the the surprise of these things attacking but you could instruct you could tempt your cultist to go look around so you can see what you're working with it's uh there's pros and cons to that though that's true i'm just worried that carl's gonna try and stop anything i do true um so you are compelling these creatures to act upon their their instinct to stop whatever evil is occurring here yes okay um that is enough to yeah that's gonna trigger another contest so and that's gonna be filled with a sweet smell of victory. Ah. <laughs> what does victory smell like? Delicious. <laughs> Interesting. And the victory, you know, being victorious uh, on the Great British Bake Off. Yeah. Um, totally. Highly fruity. Because <laughs> I, I was with a hint of lime. I was like, <laughs> when you said the smell of victory, I was thinking back to like cross country days. I'm like, that's not a great. That's not a sweet smell. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you do this temptation, right? And there is a rustle in the bushes, not enough for the cultists to notice in their single-mindedness, but for all of you to notice it as something is about to come out and ambush specifically because you're intending to betray your bearer. Specifically, they're mainly going to be targeting the the leader of these cultists, the, the, the dark-hooded figure. The pit fiend is at the head of this procession, and unless in some way interfered with, is going to notice and and leap to the defense of the dark hooded figure. I am going to assist my uh, scuffed up com- compatriot. Hey, Pit Fiend, you know, you guys have done a great job. You should be, you know, you should be very, very sure of yourself, very confident that no one's ever, no one would attack such a party as, as skilled and buff as you. You know, why don't you, here's an idea, 
here's an idea, right? You're so confident in your own security, you should just start whistling some songs very loudly as you walk down this road uh, in your own little world. It's a great place in there. Okay, so so you are just trying to get him out of the fight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of, kind of, kind of the same. Th- what, gosh, what was it? Uh, same thing as when, as with Jedrick when he uh, backstabbed his brothers, right? It was the whole, the whole thing was like, be very confident in your own security. Yeah. Foolishly so. I'm gonna say, very good move. What about you, Rube? What you doing? Yes, Ponyard uh, of Opulence. What are you going to do in this situation? Um, he, gosh, You're I don't know. You're rolling a D4, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm still rolling a D4. I'm against the d6 of uh carl yeah i mean you got something hiding in the bushes presumably it's relatively dexterous and sneaky might be a good good idea to up your die by helping them but that's metagaming yeah well i mean i kind of need to know the metagaming because i'm still a little confused on how it works um so if i hinder my guy does that count as helping them uh yeah yeah okay well um as he's walking along this path um he trips on a tree root. <laughs> ah, so you're Anti decreasing dexterity. his dexterity. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anti-dexterity. Very cool. At the same time, Carl says, uh, you, you've got to look out for yourself, man. Like, you, you've got to, you know, protect yourself. And, and it's in your best self-interest. So make sure you're... Quite myself, Carl. <laughs> uh, so this is like a sneak attack, right? So is it? Oh. Well, well, yeah. That's that's. My, mine's kind of a sneak attack. Basically, <laughs> what's going on? Um, I'm gonna rule that uh, the dark hooded figure, because Carl is is making him realize what's going on. He's he's gonna be you know casting a spell, so he's gonna roll with his main stat, his D8. But the rest of the cultists are rolling with wisdom, so they that's not their main stat, so they'll be rolling D6. Does Carl have the ability to make him realize things that? He does like notice things he doesn't see. No, he wasn't saying there's something out there. He was saying you should you should look around for like you should be afraid of got a, it. Got like it. you need to protect yourself basically. So he he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, but he's he is wary of things that may be happening. Yeah, so he's not going to be surprised in this. Got it. Also, uh, are you guys as there are two creatures coming out of the woods? Are you guys trying to are you guys trying to kind of get control or get in the hands of one creature or two separate ones? I think this this is just me saying what I prefer. I think I would prefer being in the same hands as the the dagger. But I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. It's like, okay, sweet. Right now, I just don't want to be with I want to I want to be with someone that's not Carl. Carl. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we'll have a D8 plus. Jeremy, you are going to be rolling a d6 now. Um, And then also a, I'm going to say a plus one because they're popping out of the woods. And then the second one will just be a d8 plus one. Um, Well, flavor wise, what's happening is you're interfering with the dark hooded figure. I'm going to give your bonus, Matt, to the to the the creature. And that's the creature that you'll go with if you uh if you're successful in this. Okay. So you're all you've also got a D6 now. Alright, and then we've got D8 plus D6. That's gonna be our good friend Carlos. And then last we've just got a straight D6. So first uh Jeremy 
can you roll the d8 plus d6? And Matt, can you roll your d6? And we're going to see what... I got a five. Very nice. Big creature is going to get. I rolled a seven. A seven on your d6? Oh, no, on the d8. Because I had you roll the d8 and the d6. You said, you said d8 plus d6. So I rolled both and added them together. Oh, okay. So we got a seven. Yeah, not, not great. So not great. a seven, a five, and a one. So 13, right? All right. And Trent... You are successfully getting the pit fiend out of the fight, so your your yeah. your die isn't going to anybody. Okay. Can you go ahead and roll the D eight for the other creature coming out of the woods? That's a six. Okay. And then put with his plus one, that'll be a seven. Alright, now can you roll the D eight plus D six for the dark hooded figure? That is an eight plus two, so ten. Okay. And last of all, the D six for the rest of the cultists. Four. Four. So one side of this conflict is going to have 20. The other side is going to have 14. That is a loss for those sad, sad cultists. So for a team contest, those on the higher side win. Those on the lower side lose. Anyone who scored lower than the difference is destroyed. So that is going to be not a destruction for the dark hooded figure. He's just defeated. But that is going to be a destruction for the other group of cultists and then uh you guys because you betrayed your cultists you must go to the uh the creatures creature you aided instead but if somebody if somebody is with a bearer who loses but is not destroyed they may choose if they stay or leave so let me decide let me let me describe what happens the pit fiend extremely confident in himself and his mission oh gosh why can I not whistle on command? Gosh darn it. <laughs> yep. Uh, he's he's too far down the trail to stop what happens. Out of the woods burst two big gross green trolls who in their greedy wicked troll hearts are feeling <gasps> We have to stop whatever evil is about to happen. For some reason, an instinct to stop the evil is driving them forward, and <laughs> they leap upon the uh, the cultists and are just grabbing them and throwing them and biting them. And the the big group of cultists is completely wasted, but one of them grabs the cult leader, gets gets his uh, hood and. His huge hand is about the size of the cult leader's torso and grabs at him and and clutches the the clothing of the this cultist. But he quickly moves his hands in an arcane symbol and and pulls off a, some sort of short range teleportation spell. And he disappears with Carl the diadem. No, but the two of you are left in the hands of this large troll. And the other the other troll sits down and starts munching on dead cultists. We got to get after Carl. That's right. I believe I believe that uh, Carl was headed to the wizard's tower. So if we can make our way there, maybe we can intercept. And just so you know, even if you guys are all separated by distance, you can still communicate telepathically just fine. So meanwhile, what you see, Belt, is Pop uh, appears the the dark hooded figure and he said he says to the pit fiend he says where were you our forces were just destroyed we need to hurry there are trolls in these woods 
quick, let's get to that tower. And they, they start booking it through the forest, trying to hustle. Don't don't worry, guys. Uh, I'll stick I'll stick with these jumps. Uh, I'll I'll delay them and, and stuff like that. I'll wait for you. Don't worry. Th things will work out okay. I got this, idiot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> On a serious note, the first and only time that I had ever like actually heard or diadem was from Harry Potter, and only in the books. Like yep, so same. Like, <laughs> yep, only. Yeah. So you know, like Aaron's like. Carl, yeah, Carl the diadem, I'm like, okay, so I know a diadem is a thing, and I know it's jewelry, but I have no yeah. idea what it is. Honestly. <laughs> and it's Horcrux, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oops. <laughs> Freudian slip, I guess, with that one. Honestly, what is a diadem? Isn't it like a tiara, kind of? I think it might be a, I I think it's a tiara. Yeah. When I said diadem, I wasn't thinking, when I initially said diadem, I was thinking like a pendant or something, right? I wasn't thinking diadem. A diadem is just the yeah. word that came out. It, is, it is infinitely hilarious, though, to think that Akator's most powerful magical object, the one that he put his soul in, is this pretty little tiara sitting atop his bony head. Yes, <laughs> yes. Just imagining this terrifying lich with, like, a cute little... Just, just a little princess crown. <laughs> it could be a lichus. Who knows? A lichus, yeah. Lichus. <laughs> Continuing forward. The pit fiend... And the cult leader are approaching the tower, and the dark-hooded figure turns to the pit fiend and says, If we are to perform this ritual, I'll need to find more people to stand in on it. I will return to the town. I'm sure there are some weak-willed peasants that I can bend to my will. In the meantime, you are to take control of this tower, defeat all the wizards that that are within this tower so that I can, once I return, will be able to perform this ritual. He, uh, you know, poof, disappears once more. Whoa. Meanwhile, back in the woods, there's a couple of trolls munching away. And, uh, one of the, tr one of the trolls is, says, Well, Gumpus, isn't it kind of weird that we felt like it was important that we kill these cultists because they were evil? I don't think I've ever felt like that before. And Gumpus is like, he's just like munching on a femur right now. And he's like, ah, don't think about it too much. What, what? I need to think of another good troll name. Gumpus <laughs> and Smur Smurgle. That'll be the names. Gumpus and Smurgle. Okay. To, to Smurgle. I would like to fill them with a sense of pride and satisfaction for the good that they have accomplished by defeating these cultists and hindering an evil ritual. Is pride and satisfaction a, an instinct? That's fair. Um, I think, see, I think of instinct as like so, so like reactive, mm -hmm. right? It's like instinct is like the thing that like sort of drives you to do something. How much of a stretch would it be to say like, you know, a sense of fulfillment of the instinct that they had at least the one that did feel this instinct yeah you know that can work um which one between gumpus and snargle also i've realized that in doing the voices gumpus and snargle like their voices are mismatched like gumpus definitely sounded like a snargle and snargle definitely sounded like a gumpus but which one of the two uh, are you guys being held by? Snarkle. Uh, Gumpus. Okay. Feeling the sense of pride, Gumpus says, Ah, uh, well, it was a good thing we did. We are, I guess we're heroes. And then he takes another big bite of man flesh. And 
And uh, Snuggle says, Uh, I don't, I don't know what that really means, but I guess we're heroes now. Meanwhile, Belt, through the eyes of this pit fiend, you can, you can see the wizard's tower. You come out of the woods and, and there's a big clearing around the tower and it's, it's standing like a great white spike into the sky, just resplendent and isolated from the rest of the world. And the fiend, which has some innate spellcasting, begins to prepare, you know, starts performing a spell that he's going to use to, rather than just approaching and basically knocking on the door to uh, be able to appear inside the tower as a surprise attack against the wizards. Hey, pit fiend, my friend, you know, you are such a, a specimen, right? You, you are the cream of the crop, right? You, you, you set your per- personal records in Hell's Gym. <laughs> if you did just go knock on the front door, they would run away from you. And then you could take this opportunity instead of killing them to do some interior decorating. Uh, the pit. Or do his bidding, you fool. <laughs> the pit fiend is like, yes, I am too great and powerful to resort to trickery. They will quake when they see my wrathful presence. I think every time I've yeah, done the brother. Pit Fiend's voice, I've done it slightly differently, but we're just going to go with it. He strides forward and walks through areas where suddenly magical alarms start playing. Bing, bing, bing. You know, and, and uh, you see in the small windows of the tower, little heads peeking out and you hear a commotion as the Pit Fiend strides forward and walks up to the big door and with his fist. <laughs> and he says, I'd like to talk to your manager. Puny <laughs> wizards of this tower, I demand that you let me in. I I have to complete the rhyme now. I, it just is is yeah. It's it's bidding up for my soul. Uh, you you hear a uh, an old wizard voice saying from within the tower saying, Not by the hair on our chinny chin chins. You know that's quite a lot of hair. These guys probably have beards down to your down to their feet. So. Here's what's going on. Right now, he's just banging on the door. We could trigger a contest if if you like. Or is there anything that the other two of you want to do? Right now, you're kind of stuck in a standstill unless you start tempting this ogre to do something. Or this troll to do something because they're munching away. I think I would like to try and tempt the troll. Basically make him feel like the danger isn't over yet. Mm-hmm. And that there is work that needs to be done to to stop evil. Gumpus stands up and says Snargle. Wait, yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, Snargle, I think I think we have more heroics to do. And Snargle says, Oh, Gumpus, but I'm hungry. I don't want to do more heroics. And Snargle says, We have to follow these heroic instincts wherever they lead. Um, And I would like to sort of make them feel like the next heroic deed is at the wizard's tower. Now, I believe this would fall into the territory of them, of trying to tempt them into acting on information they don't have. Is there a way you could modify it? Would it be too much to say that they, because there's only two survivors and they ran in the same direction. Is it too much to remind them, have them instinctually come to their memory, perhaps, the direction they went. I mean, one of the survivors poofed, but yes, the other one, the demon, they they did see the way that he would have walked away, whistling as he walked. Yeah, the uh, the the 
in order to in order to truly get rid of this evil, they need to follow that follow the the uh, fiend. All right, Gumpus starts you know actively following this instinct, and Snargle for now is is hesitantly following along behind him. Meanwhile, at the Wizard's Tower, boom, 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 the Pit Fiend is still knocking on the door, and he. He says, this is your last warning, your last chance that you'll have before I destroy you all. And the the wizard inside says, oh, well, in that case, just give us 15 minutes to consider this final warning and we'll get back to you on that. Clearly stalling for time. I will I will tempt the demon to be very confident in his abilities and to give them that 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) He says, Fifteen minutes is nothing when you are an everlasting denizen of hell. <laughs> just, just, yeah, dude, like, you've got this in the bag. Just make sure, right, we don't want to be too cruel to them, right? We'll, we'll, for the honor of fighting us and losing, we will write up a very nice contract that will get them a good spot in hell. <laughs> <laughs> he gets out as, he somehow, despite not wearing any clothes except for a belt, he somehow pulls out a scroll and a quill and he starts writing up a contract and he says, In in the inevitable event that you fools die at my hands, I shall consider it an honor to have at least feasted upon your souls and your blood, and in perpetuity you shall belong to uh, me, pit fiend of the depths. Uh, however, in, in compensation for your demise, you shall be flogged only three times a day. Perfect. Perfect. And it continues. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like uh, Wizards of the Tower from here on in this document shall be referred to as wizards. <laughs> wizards of the Coast shall not be applicable in this contract. <laughs> the This extra 15 minutes gives the trolls actually gives them time to catch up. So they're now at the edge of the clearing as well. Um. The senior wizard from within the tower says... Yes, yes, just another moment where 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 uh we've had a discussion on what to do with your offer and we're now just calling it to a to a vote. Oh boy. Are, th- are these wizards or <laughs> and I vote to bring out the cannons. They're preparing a spell, I assume. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> the three of you, you know, with your innate ability to sense life, uh, there there's actually a a bird that flies out the one of the back windows of this tower. Um, <laughs> but you can all sense that it it has the intelligence of a person. Guys, this is great. This is actually this is a, this works to our advantage. They can't do the ritual if there's an ongoing war here. <laughs> and then the demon says, "Your 15 minutes are up. Prepare to sign the contract." And he with a massive fist he punches and starts he starts like battering against the door and crack 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 and it and it's about to about to be smashed. All right, any last temptations that you guys want to do before this, uh, before whatever conflict is about to go down? I mean, I'm, the trolls are just moseying on <laughs> over still. Well, no, the trolls have arrived, I think. This is when the trolls arrive. Oh, so yes. I think, how thick is this tower? The, how thick? Yeah, like how, how you know, how big is it? How thick is it? How like, many C's? You know, one C and a K, I'd say. Um, I I mean, it's it's like a it's like a castle, you know, it's it's got thick stone walls. Oh, are you? Oh, okay. Are you trying is is 
is running through walls going to be like a like a thing for you <laughs> no. in multiple games now? <laughs> we're going to run through the wall. We were just going to see if we could uproot a tree and maybe smash it repeatedly and see what happens. <laughs> no, yeah, a, a tree is but, not going to have much like that. That'd be like trying to yeah. knock over a, a building with a tree. Yeah. Now, size wise, these trolls, how big are they compared to this fiend? They come up to like the fiend's shoulder, you know, like if they like they'd have to stand on their tippy toes to kiss. So they could potentially tackle them, especially if it's 2v1. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. Well, then let us do the tempting of they've they've made this journey. They killed the cultist. They had a snack. They're now ready to complete this uh, this good that has that has uh, this strange good feeling. Um, I would like to have Gumpus uh, tackle <laughs> this uh, this fiend All from right. the side. See if we can blindside him um, while he's distracted by the door and the wizards. Okay, how are you using the power of instinct to uh, how? Because you're tempting him to use your power that you can enhance, and you can enhance his instincts. How are you you using that to get him to tackle this fiend? His sense of his sense of of good and conquering evil. And this fiend, I assume, is pretty evil if it's from hell. Uh, I mean, yes. Okay. All right. Fair. Um, so let me. Okay. So that's going to initiate a uh, contest. Um, so I need to set the stage. So these wizards are. Uh, clearly going to initiate some sort of spell that they've been stalling and and the pit fiend is about to to chomp some old men and Gumpus is about to go tackle this pit fiend the uh, snargle unless he is is I mean his instinct of right and wrong is not being enhanced and he's seeing a creature way stronger than him so unless something else compels him he is not going to uh he's not going to join in this fight and the the uh the bird is going to try to get away with the distraction what are you all going to do was there more than one wizard in this tower apparently yeah he was, he was talking about conferring with other wizards and he wouldn't lie wizards never lie <laughs> things wizards never are liars or late yep Wizards never lie, nor do they tell the truth. They say precisely oh, what they mean to. I had another thing I wanted to do with the wizards, but I think I've done my thing. In character discussion in the lickety split second between thoughts, are we we're just trying to like burn time right now, basically, right? And so like my and and the culty dude, uh, sorry, Carl. We'll just call him Carl. Uh, Carl told me to go and clear the wizards out of this tower. Uh, I see the wizards being here as hindering Carl's plan. So I see two avenues. One, we can burn as much time as possible, or two, we can just let the we can just slyly help the wizards blow us into tiny bitty bits, and then we're gonna be in the hands of some powerful wizards up against a cult of one guy and whoever he finds on the side of the road. Like, what are y'all thinking? I uh, I agree that we should try and keep the wizard around. I believe they uh, they could be most most beneficial in trying to. Uh prevent any rituals from happening in their tower. Okay, yeah. How scalable does this tower look? Uh, it looks, uh, medium scalable. Are there, how big are the windows? Uh, they are quite small. Big enough for a person to look out of. 
it'd be difficult for a for a large <laughs> person to get through the windows. Possible for a skinny person. Um, how tall is the tower? Very tall. It's like a spike up into the sky. Oh, oh you're killing me here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Uh, can't go through it. Can't go over it. <laughs> Gotta go under it. <laughs> how soft is the dirt? <laughs> the dirt is... Well, seeing as there's a there's going to be a foundation under this tower, pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Hey, Adora. <laughs> All right. Gumpus <laughs> has, you know, he's attacking right now. And let's see. He's going to be rolling his. So he's rolling his D8. And then Jeremy, you've already described how you're assisting. So that's plus yes. another D6. Matt, are you helping anybody in this that's what i'm trying to figure out i was i'm sorry that's what i was trying to figure out i was hoping to climb the tower but now i need to figure out what i'm doing remember <laughs> you're being held by the same um, troll that's holding jeremy so this troll is already attacked it is is about to tackle this pit fiend oh well then i would like to just endow him with some grace and also a puff of smoke so that the pit fiend can't see what's oh, about nice. to happen as Very well nice so another d6. Now, the Pit Fiend, he's going to be rolling his d12, because this is going to be a strength sort of thing that's about to go down. Trent, who is the belt going to help? Uh, or are I, you just not going to help? I'm planning on just leaving my guy out to dry. Okay. And then we've got the wizards. I'm going to say, what? What are they rolling? This group of wizards in a wizard's tower. They, they've got it, and they're they're using magic. I'm going to say it's a D8. And then because they had time to prepare something, it's going to be a plus two. So I think the Pit Fiend is going to have a bad time. Yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and roll for Gumpus. Uh, Matt, will you roll a D8 and your D6? And Jeremy, will you also roll a D6? Yes. Wait, I'm a D8? Uh, the Gumpus is a D8. You're a D6. Matt. Oh, yeah, okay. D6. My, uh, I, I rolled a four. Sweet. I All right. Five. Is that your just your D6 or is that also the D8 for Gumpus, Matt? That's just a D6. Oh, I'm also ruling D8 yeah. for Gumpus. Um, let me grab my D8. Seven. Seven plus five? Yeah, so 12. All right. So 12 plus. Jeremy, did you say you got a four? Yeah, I got a four. All right. All right. Good work, guys. That's a 16. Can you roll for the Pit Fiend? The hey. That's a one. Oh, hey, okay. destroyed. Go, I mean, we might as well roll for the wizards as well. So. Three wizards got a three. A three. You know, nobody expects a surprise troll. It gum. It comes up and just as the pit fiend is about to unleash its fury uh, upon these wizards, it comes up and grabs the pit fiend from behind and holds its arms back, and the wizards who thought they were about to get off get off a nice blast before they were all about to be annihilated instead have just a clear shot to just launch forth a uh, blinding blast of energy and the pit fiend screams ah! you know I'm not screaming because I don't want to peek the mic <laughs> oh yeah your your mics are set up so they can handle that sort of stuff yeah as he you know he it, the blast hits his chest and it melts his heart and he blah, and he turns into some some a disgusting pile of mush on the ground. Wait, does that mean that the ritual book is vaporized? 
the ritual book also falls to the ground. Ah. Uh, it, well, it's, it's, it's a single target. It's a single target spell. You don't want everything in his possession to be vaporized because that would include you. I mean, true. So that falls to the ground. And let's see. You must stay with a bearer who wins. So you can. So Trent, you have the choice to be either picked up by the wizards or by the or by the troll. Uh, guys, I'm thinking wizards. I don't know about you. Do you have any grand plans that would? Yeah. Wizards it is. Okay. Unless you object, Matt. No, not at all. Wizards. The old man that was stalling the, the pit fiend before sees the uh, belt and says, oh, I like that. And he, he grabs it quickly. But then one of the other wizards, you know, an apprentice wizard says, behind the pit fiend, there's a troll. Quick. And starts... Uh, Starts preparing a spell. Hey guys, so like, I know it didn't work out so well with the first wizard I was with, but trust me, this time is going to be different. Well, okay, so here's what's about to happen is the wizards are going to attack this troll unless stopped in some way. So you, Trent, you are in the possession of the leader of these wizards. I, I have an wizard. You have an wizard. Uh, the rest, the other two of you are controlling this troll, but trolls are, you know, even though... Gumpus views himself as a hero now. Trolls in general are nasty, evil creatures that like to eat people. So these wizards are about to to uh, to to blast this guy to smithereens unless they're stopped in some way. OK, uh, question for you guys. Do you guys want to betray your trolls and join me with the wizards or do you want to stay with the trolls? No, I want to be with the wizards. From Jeremy wants to be with the trolls, but the aromatic class of intuition wants to be with the wizards. So <laughs> we're playing in character Alrighty. and betraying these trolls. Alrighty, betraying okay. the trolls. Well, That's right. well, well, my I guess well, I guess, I guess well, wizard, well, wizard friend, I've done this once before. Except I lit my hat on fire last time. This time, let's light a troll up and strike a pose. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go ahead and roll a the wizards were a D8 before. So that's going to be D8. Uh, no modifier this time, except we're going to add. Uh, so so you are giving them the audacity and courage to, to attack this troll right here, right? With flair. And what's your die? Is it a? It's a D8. It's a D8. OK. Yeah, because I went for the pit fiend. And uh, Ponyard, how are you helping these wizards? Or hindering this troll. Yeah, how am I going to hinder the troll? I'm going to make him think that he has the grace and flexibility to squeeze through the door. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sweet. And yours is a D6, right? Correct. All right. And uh, aromatic glass, how are you helping slash hindering? I would like to... I, I, I don't have it in me to hinder this, this troll. I love this troll. <laughs> I will. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna aid the wizard. Um, I'm going to sort of just hone this wizard's make them make them sort of like hyper perceptive of of the the troll, if that makes sense. Just sort of like being able to like help help them help them focus their energy, if that makes sense. Okay, sweet. And yours is a D6 as well, correct? Yes. And the troll will be using his strength, which is his main stat. So. First, just roll the D8 for the wizards in general. Wizards in general got a three. Okay. So, and then can you roll the D10 for the troll? Troll got an eight. Okay. Let's see how you guys roll. So, uh, first, 
Trent, go ahead and roll your D8. That's a seven. Ooh, okay. Well, that kind of concludes it. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy, roll your D6. Yes, I'm ready. Five. All right. And Matt? Two. Okay, that Oh no. That gives us a <laughs> nice little uh, 17. Okay. Difference of 17 and 8 is sadly 9. So this troll is not just defeated, he is destroyed. The the troll he goes you know in his head he's like he's like ah, I'm a hero. I have saved the wizards from this demon. Now I will enter there and then orbital enter, laser. Yeah. <laughs> enter the their tower to become one of them and be trained in the wizarding ways and he starts trying to squeeze through and get stuck in the small door and they're like troll invasion. <laughs> shooting all their magic, magic missiles and stuff. And there's I feel like soon we, no troll left. Guys, did we make a mistake? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. Thanks, Rube. I would like to emanate the scent of man flesh just in solidarity. <laughs> from the edge of from the edge of the, the clearing Smurgle looks at, at what happened to Gumpus and is like, whoa. I guess being a hero kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he walks back into the forest. <laughs> the wizards, you know, they see the the little items that, that were dropped and oh, ooh, this one looks nice, you know, they they're they're picking them up. But then uh the the younger wizard apprentice says uh Give me a wizard name. Somebody somebody give me an old man wizard name. Rungthor. Did he say Rungthor? Rangulus. 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 All right. The younger apprentice wizard says, says Master Rangulus, did it work? Did 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 our Oh, now I need to think of it. Oh, too many NPCs. That's that's the main problem with this system. All right, another wizard name. Trent, give me a wizard name. Uh Skaden. Skaden. All right. <laughs> Master Rangulus, did it did the distraction work? Did Skaden get away? Uh, and he's uh, Rangulus says, "Yes, yes, young apprentice. He, his, uh, he, he was able to fly out in his polymorphed form, and hopefully, before too long, he will be able to reach the Golden Dragon. We have defeated a great evil for now, but don't be deceived into thinking that's the last of Akator's forces." The apprentice says. Oh, I should have been a blacksmith. And uh, that he the, the the wizards start uh, using their magic to mend the door and try to repair their fortifications they have, knowing that it's only a matter of time until the cultists return. Meanwhile, because you guys all have this telepathic connection that's not limited by distance, you can hear uh, you can hear the. Uh, the voice of Carl in the back of your mind saying, uh, yeah, uh, dark hooded figure. I think it might be a good idea to, uh, mind control even more peasants. It might be, I think in your best self-interest, it would be better to, instead of having a small group instead to amass an army. Well, I mean, we can't get the dark hooded figure from here. Yeah. Here's a question in doing this. One of the, there, there's a couple of things that are tweaks that I'm going to make to the game that I've realized as I've gone. One of the main ones that's becoming very obvious is 24 hours is too long. And I should have like for the final version of the game, I'm going to adjust it to 12. 
That being said, you guys have had the assumption going on this whole time that you would have 24, but I have a feeling that you would all be down for a uh, ratcheting up of the tension and the pace. We have it at eight contests so far, and uh, unless we're planning on this two-shot turning into a three-shot, uh, it might make sense to, to no. reduce it from 24 to 12. You guys down? Yeah. I'm on board. You see out of the corner of the eyes of one of the wizards that you guys are... are uh, the born by, um, you see out of the corner of his eye the the spell book sitting open on the ground, and you realize that you had been misinformed that it had to be a whole twenty four hours, and that it could actually <laughs> this the ritual could be performed after only twelve, and you realize you have less time than you thought. It's a pay to win <laughs> with a small deposit. <laughs> you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay cool knowing it's just a matter of time until the forces of evil arrive at the gates and knowing that at this point most of those forces of evil are just mind control peasants hey master wizard dude uh here's an idea you guys are you guys have a lot of time on your hands and you know the forces of akator are coming the the the, the most killer thing you could do is make is prepare your spells or weapons or whatever you have to incapacitate your enemy instead of annihilate them. <laughs> I feel bad for Grumble or whatever his name was, so I'm going to not try and kill too many more people. <laughs> yeah. Um, Poor Gumpus. One of the wizards, uh, Ma Master Rangulus, Master Rangulus is like, you know, annihilation is cool, but you know, it's even cooler. Stunning. They're like, ah, okay, okay, you know, they, they uh, set your wands to stun. <laughs> Every, everyone everyone puts like a little everyone like turns a dial on their, uh -huh. on they, their wand. They they put the safety on their wand. So they, they put the orange chip on their wand. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear at the edge of your thoughts, you can hear the the commands of Carl as he instructs the cultist to mind control more and more people. A teleportation circle opens up and a wave of raving mad peasants appears in the wizard's tower and the wizards gasp in surprise as they turn their uh, orange-tipped wands to defend themselves. Far off in the distance, a transmogrified w wizard tries to get help and the time is ticking away before Akator's return, before you're locked in these forms forever. Find out what happens next on The Lich's Horde. Thank you.